to Season 3 of Love Unlimited with Helen podcast. In this season, we shall open up our borders and explore the vast richness, abundance, and uniqueness of life. We shall dig deep to learn more about relationships in their every single sense. Our guests for this season are equipped with loads of wisdom and knowledge that I'm also eager to delve into as I learn and grow. Hi, my name is Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach. Love, life and prosperity drive my curiosity and I love delving into all this with joy. What drives you? If you haven't connected with me yet, please make a point to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Let's continue the talk after this podcast on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And my pen name is Guru Helen. You can also learn more about me and what I'm about on www.guruhelen.com. I look forward to connecting more with you. This podcast is sponsored by Popstar Seize Your Center Stage. It is available on Handbook and Kindle version. You can get yourself a copy on Amazon.ca, Amazon.com, or better still, you can find it on my website at www.guruhelen.com. Welcome to the show. If you have watched As the World Turns, S Club 7 in Miami and Holby City, you must have come across the alter person of Loretta Nkocha, an actress, a singer, a very jazzy singer, a businesswoman, and a hilarious person. She's also a podcaster of the podcast Living Out Loud. If you love life and would love to enjoy living it to the fullest despite the challenges and what comes your way, this is the podcast to listen to as we learn about Loretta with roots in Nigeria, grown up in UK and moved to live in USA. Let's find out what drives her and what makes her move, what makes her tick and why she has decided to become an entrepreneur other than just being such a wonderful singer and actress and still living out loud in the podcast. Just so you know, Loretta Nkocha is married and with two children. She lives somewhere in Babylon, USA. I think that is in New York. And she has just come up with a very beautiful herbal drink, which we will be learning also about in the podcast. Welcome to the show, my good friend, Loretta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another very exciting podcast moment. And today we are going to learn how to live out loud. LOL. And our guest today is not other than the Loretta Nkocha. She's an actress. She's got this golden voice. She will tell us on what she's up to lately because her mantra of living out loud drives her life. Tell us, Loretta, why living out loud? <sighs> well, First and foremost, thank you for having me on your podcast, Coach Helen, just like phenomenal. You and I had a fantastic <laughs> conversation when we first met months ago, right, on my podcast. Yes, yes. And I loved that you agreed to sit and chat with me. Um, and we, <laughs> we could have talked for days, for sure. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you called me to come and be on your podcast now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all the way from Canada and I'm all the way out in New York, but we are still yet to meet. Right. And we will, we will. wait until happen. this lockdown ends. Oh my goodness me. It's <laughs> going to happen. So thank you. Thank you. As for living out loud, I do believe that we all have the ability and the propensity and the possibility to thrive in our lives. I think we sometimes have to make a conscious decision to make our lives one where we are thriving. Um, it's very easy to live day to day, being stuck 
in whatever your day-to-day regime is, and I'm calling it a regime, you know, um, just going to work, coming home, uh, feeding the children or feeding yourself, and then, you know, going to sleep, watching TV, or whatever, <laughs> doing the whole thing again, over and over and over again. Before you know it, the week is over. Or you're only living for the weekend. You know, you're waiting for that Friday where you can actually- Living then- for the weekend. Right, where you can start to have fun. I'm about living every single day not like it's my last, but living it to the fullest. So when I do put my head on my pillow, I can say, wow, I did this today. I thought of this today. I spoke to that person today. I made this connection today. I learned this today. I, I tried this new beverage today. I tried this new food, whatever it is. I did something to make the day wonderful. I had a great conversation with my child, with a friend, with my husband, whatever it is, something that made my day not disappear without me realizing oh my gosh it's been 12 hours or whatever and I haven't done anything of note Mm -hmm. you know um my mother lived a life where I think many women of her generation and many people today anyway in general irrespective of what your responsibilities are her her main focus was making sure that she kept her children alive and safe you know she spent many years at the hands of my father um being physically abused and watching her children suffer that as well and so when she finally did get away from his clutches so to speak she made us the center of her world and so having to raise all of us by herself the financial responsibility was all on her the love the everything I don't know how on earth she did it but I remember at one point, maybe for about six or seven months, she had three jobs simultaneously. Ooh. So she'd wake up early to go and, you know, clean hospital rooms or whatever it was, come back, have a cup of tea, then go to her daytime job, come back, have a little bit of dinner, then go to the evening job. She was doing this for months on end. And somehow, I don't know how she managed to achieve it, but none of us ever felt like we didn't have any time with her or felt like we didn't have her love. She Mm -hmm. had this capacity to just fill any room with love, with light, with open arms, with wisdom. Like she would be the person that I, you know, I would see relatives, uncles, aunties always coming, you know, especially on the weekend, on a Sunday to come and speak to her, ask her advice, you know, just kind of hear her wisdom. So I don't know how she did it. And she passed away in 2006 before. Oh, I- my condolences. My condolences. Thank you. Thank you. And it's it's literally one of the things that I, I wish I could have her in front of me or on the phone to say, hey, mommy, how on oh. earth did you do it? How did you raise us? And I've spoken to each of my siblings and I've got three siblings older than me. And I'm like, am I remembering things through rose colored glasses? Like, did mommy... Did, did you feel this when with mummy being our mummy? And it was like, yeah, she somehow managed to have time for everyone, had a lot of love for everyone, literally every single person that she would be wow. the person who would just like everyone would flock to. So I'm hoping wow. that I have inherited some of that. And at the same time, because you want your children to do better than you, you want your children to have better than you. So for me, I feel like it's my duty to not only live my life to the fullest extent, to be the best person I can be as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter to her, but also just be the best example and to treat other people the way that I want to be treated. Now, that to me is living out loud. I like the balance, you know, because I love a great bottle of champagne as much as I love a great a great bottle of my ginger tea, you know. They oh, yes. To- Which we'll talk about soon. Right. But, you know, I love staying out till 6 a.m. drinking and dancing. But at the same time, I know that I need to go and run, you know, practically In the morning jog. You know, yeah, to to make sure that I'm working my body and and respecting my body, you know, to so they can enjoy the other things that I love. You don't know what's going on in my head. I just imagined you having partied all night with a a spooky, what do we call it, a hangover, a terrible hangover, and you're jogging your five kilometers. I think you'll go zigzag. Well, what I do, what I do equally is I work hard, I play hard, I rest hard too. So if I know that I've had a couple of days of, you know, doing one thing a lot, I need to have that rest time or it's time to change it up. So for instance, you you mentioned that I sing. So every weekend, um, especially now that we're out and doing live events again, Mm -hmm. 
like this particular week, I've got Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And wow. so I need to make sure that I'm rested beforehand as much as possible. And then I'm going to do all three days, three nights. And they are, you know, you feel like you're like you have jet lag because you're leaving early in the day, sometimes to travel far out, especially now mm-hmm. because we're not doing a lot of parties in mm-hmm. the city. We're traveling to a lot of outdoor spaces outside wow. of to do these events. So you're you're kind of on very little sleep, using your voice a lot. Um, but you know, you're in a party for like three nights in a row, and it's fantastic. The following day, when I have my day off, I need to rest, I need to be on the couch, just chill out eat whatever food I want to eat. But then the day after that, get the sneakers on, running first thing in the morning, get my kids to school, come back, you know, do a little bit of work on my business and then get my kids home from school, get them to their after school, extracurricular activities, get dinner on the table, feed our rabbit, who's our (laughs) third baby. The rabbit is now the third baby. Oh, what do you call him? His name is Kiwi. Kiwi, nice name. Thank you. Thanks to him. He, he is my third baby. So, yeah, so all of that stuff. And then also make sure to get everyone in bed on time. Every parent understands this. Get them in bed on time. Make sure that the home is taken care of. I'm taken care of. And then I get to bed and then do the same thing again the next day. But make sure that I've made use of the day, taking care of me, taking care of my family, taking care of my home, my friends, my family, anyone that I, I, I can come into contact with, that I can be a positive light to that is what I need to do in my life that to me is living out loud and that is how we all should you fill your cup and you know there's so much grace and peace in serving other people Mm. so you can see how full your cup is you are serving other people when it's your time to fill your cup you do it seriously when it's time to empty it onto others you do it seriously that is living out loud hey Loretta Nkwacha yeah. is not a name from Niger, from uh, USA, UK. Tell us about your trip around the globe. Well, so my parents were both born in Nigeria, yes. uh, which is in Western Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, at around the age of 20, they got married at 18. I mean, I cannot fathom. We all, they all did. My parents too. <laughs> 18 I didn't know what the bloody hell I wanted how am I going to get married at 18 but that's what they did back then right so yeah so they got married at 18 and then um soon after that the Nigerian Biafran war started my father had already moved to England to come and uh, not come I mean I'm in America I'm not in London but he Mm -hmm. went to England to basically further his studies he Mm -hmm. was um, learning to be a teacher mm-hmm. so he was sep- he was separated from my mother for a little bit and then the war started so that kept her even longer in Nigeria while my father was in England once the war ended then he sent tickets and then she came over to England with my two older siblings my mm-hmm. oldest sibling was already in school and chose to stay with my grandmother so that he can oh. schooling and then possibly come to England which he did eventually do mm-hmm. So when my parents moved, uh, when my mother then moved to England to join my father, uh, soon after that, she got pregnant. <laughs> I'm sure they had to make up for lost time. And then, <laughs> and then I was born. So the name Nkwacha, which is the correct pronunciation. Nkwacha. Yeah. But growing up in England, I would always make that sound, make the name sound a little bit differently because I felt I felt I didn't want to feel like I was different. So I would make like Nkwacha. Nkwacha would be the European <laughs> way that I would say. And really that's an incorrect, you know, pronunciation, but I was trying to make it easier for other people. Yeah. Now I don't bother. It's like the name is Nkwacha. This is what it is, you know. Take it all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But interestingly enough, when I moved to America, mm-hmm. even though I worked in England with the name Loretta Nkwacha, I worked as an actor, as a singer and everything. Mm-hmm. When I, when hey, I moved to America, let's take a pause there, right okay. there. Okay. After. Which are these famous episodes that everyone should take a moment and watch? Tell oh, us that. Well, right. I mean, I've been very fortunate to do a lot of shows um, on TV, um, a few of them for the BBC. So I did um, <laughs> I did a kid's TV show for about three <laughs> years, which I loved. It was called um, Story Makers on mm-hmm. C. Yeah. Where I worked with puppets. I wasn't the puppeteer, but I my puppets were my co-stars and they were amazing. Uh-huh. Wow. 
<laughs> so I did that for about three years. I did a show called Doctors. Um, oh my gosh, uh, some other doctor show. I can't think of the name now. Oh my gosh, not Casualty. The other one. People listening that know English shows, they will they'll remember this. Oh, Casualty, and oh my gosh, I can't believe it's left my brain. Mommy it will brain. come. It will come as we go. It, it will come. It will come at midnight. I'm gonna call you. I remember the name. As of the, the world show. turns, there's one called as the world turns. Oh, as the world turns, what happened when I came to America? Ah. So daytime soap because most of the shows that I did in England were actually. Um, oh no, I did do a daytime soap in England as well. Oh my goodness me. All right. I'm gonna have to look at my own resume. But um, <laughs> when, I moved, when I moved to America, so um, I actually did this competition show because I moved here with no agent, oh, no oh. manager. Uh, and I had to, for the first time, kind of, you know, just go to open calls, auditions to sort of see what I could get. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up getting... Um, being, becoming part of this competition show called Intern mm-hmm. to... So that it was like a, a um, an, an elimination show. So kind of like an yeah. American Idol type thing. So you audition AGT. every day. Yeah. yeah. And if you do badly, they kick you off the show. So okay. the final winner of that show, it was going to be, it was going over like 10 weeks or something. The final winner of that show was going to earn a um, 13 week contract to appear on what was then the longest running daytime soap for CBS called mm-hmm. As the World Turns. Mm. So I got in, I was part of this show intern and I was auditioning every day. And in fact, on my fourth or fifth audition, we had to all live in the same house, by the way. So oh, it was, yeah, it, was, it was interesting, that's for sure. Um, and on my, fir- my fourth or fifth audition, I did the worst audition of my entire career. And God was looking down on me because somehow he convinced the, um, the executive producer and the producer to not send me home, which they should have done. I think, I think hopefully they saw from my previous auditions that I was better than that. They yeah. gave me another chance. They gave me another chance. So I carried on. I was basically one of the last four people left in the house. Mm. And instead of just saying goodbye to me, because uh, the last, the final three people were each going to be given a scene on the show as the world turns. And then mm. America America, the viewers would then vote to see who would then win a 13-week contract. So I was one of the four people left, and then it was time for me to go, and the executive producers offered me a role, a two-week role on As the World Turns anyway. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. I played a character called Kit Fowler, who Uh was kind of, she was a bar owner from Idaho um, and kind of got in with the wrong crowd. So I did, (laughs) I did my bit for two weeks. It was a fantastic learning experience and I loved Mm -hmm. it so much. And then after my two weeks, um, I guess maybe about a month or six weeks after that, I got a call from, or maybe it was even less than that, but I got a call from the casting department saying that they have chosen to bring my character back um uh, indefinitely so i i ended up being on the show for i think about nine months and in fact the winner who actually got the 13-week contract was ryan surhant who is the big um real estate realtors on mm-hmm. bravo's um millionaire what's it called some some millionaire show on i bravo. know it i know the big, big real estate millionaire shows that's in america yes. what do they call them it's not hidden now. gems. That's not the hit. I know oh, that millionaire big house is worth hundreds yes. of millions of dollars. Exactly. So there's the, there's the there's the LA branch. There's the New York branch. Yes. Um. I guess it's not Real Housewives. Obviously, no. Millionaire. No, not Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Million dollar listing. There you yes. Go. Million dollar listing. You're right. You're right. Uh, Ryan uh, Serhan for million it's dollar. Also listing. in CBS, right? Uh no, it's actually Bravo. Oh, this one's, okay. this one's a Bravo show, which okay. is, um, you know, part of the NBC world. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he actually was the one that won the 13 week contract and he got to play, um, I think, a doctor for about 13 weeks. Um, and he and I kind of stayed in touch for, for quite a bit. And then when he told me he wanted to go into real estate, I was like, no, don't do it. Clearly, it was the best thing for him to do because he it was his calling. It definitely was his calling. It definitely was. So, yeah, so that was when I did As World Turns. And I loved it so much. So I was on it for about, I think, about nine or ten months or something. And it was yeah. wonderful. My character ended up being shot and killed in the end. Oh. <laughs> and and I, I, once again, I did something very, very terrible. I had the worst death scene in the world. <laughs> you didn't design that, did you? 
No, it was because <laughs> we were actually working, I guess, with a real, not a real gun, but a real sort of test gun or something. So yeah. we did two run-throughs. And the third time I thought it was also another another uh, rehearsal, but no, mm. it was the real thing. So my the, the character, um, um, she shot the gun and then I was like, oh, oh no, I'm going to die. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That was my death. It would go into the, the vaults as being one of the worst. But I was so happy to get the opportunity to be on that show. It was wonderful. I met some fantastic actors on that oh. show. And just the whole, um, the whole discipline of learning, you know, two or three pages of lines, you know, about an hour or two before you're due to do them. It was wow. fantastic. It's great education for any actor. If you can get onto a daytime soap, you will, your brain will start to work it will you know, it will grow bigger because that part of memorizing has to be put on high drive yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. that's wonderful now you haven't told us how you landed in america well mm-hmm. darling coming <laughs> to america so I had um, I had just finished doing a run in the West End, doing, uh, doing a new show, and I was doing. I think I just finished a season of my of the of the kids show, or it was my final mm-hmm. season of the kids show. Mm-hmm. So um, a friend I had at the time was visiting her family here in New York, mm-hmm. and she said, "Why don't you come out? Come out and come out and visit. You've never been to New York." And in fact, before then, I'd had you know because I, I used to do print modeling as well, so I mm-hmm. I had. Like, billboard in Times Square before I'd ever come to America so I was like you know what yeah let me let me go and visit New York and see what it's like came to New York it felt like I'd landed in Times Square it was phenomenal the lights the the height of the buildings the noise the everything I fell in love with New York right there and then wow so I used the opportunity I bought tickets and just traveled a little bit around America I did California you know San Francisco LA um I actually did Aspen um I did a few places in 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 America and then I was like you know what I want to see if I can find a way to come here and work and my one friend had another friend who was a model she said listen you've done a lot of work you've got a lot of print work especially you know go and put your book together come back to New York let's go and see let's get some appointments go and see some agents and see if there might be an agency that might sponsor you I was like okay I think I got my book together in like four weeks or something, came back. We went around. We saw so many agents. One of them, one of them decided to take a chance on me. So my, my working visa took like the shortest amount of time to put together. And then January, January, 2005, I threw myself a farewell party with my friends and whatever. (laughs) And then, but then I moved to Los Angeles because as you and I were speaking before we started, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the climate in California at that time was definitely hot sun, palm trees. I was oh. totally seduced by it. You know, I was seduced ah. by all of that. So I moved to L.A. I spent about six months in L.A. not doing very much apart from just going from party to party to party. <laughs> Living out loud. <laughs> Living out loud, completely, only living out loud. There was no balance at all. Oh, celebrities doing like just dinners, whatever else, going to the beach, not doing anything work related. So my one friend here, she was like, Loretta, you're wasting a lot of time right now and a lot of money going from hotel to hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I took up residence in um, there's a there's a hotel that is attached to the bar, the um, diner swingers. I can't now remember what the hotel's called, but I, I lived there for about three months. That was my that was my home. Talk so, about crazy. But I was in good <laughs> company. Crazy. It was, I mean, it was the thing, it was it was like a little apartment. It was like the corner unit. It was like my own apartment, but I was okay. way, way, way more than I should have. But I had heard that um <laughs> Shaka Khan had lived there for a little while. So I was like, <laughs> oh, she's my idol. I'm staying right here. <laughs> I imagine that. Right. But my friend here, she was like, stop, you need to like come to New York. So just like come to New York and come and get on with doing some work. I was like, okay. Wow. I landed in New York, I think 1st of June, 2005, and literally landed pounding the pavement. I got an apartment within two weeks, um, started going up for jobs. The first thing that I went up for, I was like, okay, now I've got my apartment. I don't want to spend all of my English money, which I probably almost already spent. As yeah. A 
Um, I need to get another job to kind of help sustain me while I'm going for acting jobs because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, unfortunately, actors and performers have to do other jobs to subsidize the fact yeah. that they're not, you know, getting performing work. Yeah. So I was like, what else can I do? Um, one of the most popular jobs that actors and actresses do is being a waiter. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I don't know if I could be a waiter because I'll probably drop the drinks and drop the food all over people and get fired. What else can I do? I was like, well, I can sing a bit. I did some singing in England, you know, I've done mm-hmm. show clubs let me see if I can get a job singing. So I got the, then it used to get the backstage paper, the trades used to get yeah. it um, uh, in paper form. I saw an ad for the company Hank Lane Music. I was like, okay, they're looking for musicians and singers. Let me audition for them. I uh, I ended up not going for the first audition because I was um, out at the club until 6am. So. <laughs> so I didn't go for that one. <laughs> But thankfully, they had another audition two weeks later. So I went for that. And it just so happens, the man that auditioned me, that was his first time actually running the auditions. Mm. Prior to, and he had only sort of eight, like, helped the partner in the company who was running the auditions. So this was his first time running the auditions himself. And he had someone else helping him. And that man ended up being my husband about a year and a half later. <laughs> So I was I was meant to not go to that first audition. That's why I was kept. I at think the club, so. At the the club universe the had the cards. <laughs> the universe had the cards well arranged. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Always trust the universe. The universe does what it's supposed to do, and it might not make any sense to you at the time. Yeah. But it's always steering you in the right direction. Wow. Yeah. So your auditioner is your husband. Yes, and he is he is now a partner in the company. He's my mm-hmm. boss. <laughs> he's your boss. He he's was your boss. boss, he's still your boss. He's still the head, you're the neck. But God, you make a good pair. Oh I've seen you. your pictures, you make a very good pair. He <laughs> plays the piano. He does, he's a phenomenal uh he went to music school to study jazz. He went to the new school. Um he started playing piano. I mean, I've got pictures of him playing piano when he was maybe like five or six, kind of wow. the same age as my as our son now, mm-hmm. who of his own volition just started going to our piano. Uh, we've got a baby grand in our house. He just started yeah. going to the piano and copying what he was hearing. If he'd hear a song on the radio, start wow. copying. He was crazy into the Lion King, like around this time last year. Yeah. Summer, he started copying the songs he was hearing on the Lion King. So he kind of is doing what his father started to do. So he's, my husband's been playing for a long time. He's phenomenal, incredibly talented. And then he married a jazzy woman. Well, I don't know if I'm jazz. I'm a little bit of this, a little bit oh, of that. come on. You remember the Christmas song you sang last year? Oh, Lord. It. Yeah, I, I, I sang, you know what, doing doing shows, because, you know, we had to be quarantined, so we couldn't do any in-person, live in-person. Um, yeah. Although my husband and I did do our performances in our backyard, but yeah. I did a lot of, we did quite a few of Zoom um, gigs, you know, singing for people's Performances, birthday. yeah. Like that, yeah. So oh beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. So mm-hmm. that so love, you didn't come to America for love, but love found you in America yeah. while you were still on your path to your success. Yes. That's a nice story. You should write a story about yourself. An autobiography. Oh, Make sure I you will. do. Darling, I will. The memoirs will be in the works. Trust me. Yes, mother, please, that's please, why please. One of my tattoos says mother has lived, and trust me, <laughs> she has. <laughs> I like that. You better live up to that tattoo. But I, oh, I so far you're doing perfectly well. Okay, that I have heard how you got into acting. And do you ever go back to England? You know what? I haven't been back in a long while because, first of all, I've got most of my family are sort of spread out all over yeah. the world. And then my friends, they all want to come here. Mm. My, sister, my younger sister, who I'm, you know, is my best friend, she... I mean, she's now based all around the world because she's a soccer coach. Mm-hmm. But before she moved away from England, she wanted to just be the one coming here because she loves New York so much. Oh. So I haven't been back to England since our daughter was about three or four years old. I think that was our last trip. So mm-hmm. I haven't been back since then. And when we were planning to go back, I think it was supposed to be the beginning of last year. And then- the things happened. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I I haven't, and also I'm not even planning a trip back. We're actually trying to plan to meet somewhere else, like go and do a girls' trip elsewhere. Like you're such of- an adventurous person. You, the world is your playground. Yes. 
Take me south. I'd rather meet you guys south, not where you're at. Take me west. No, let's not meet west. Let's go central. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much to see. That's the thing. The world is such a big place, but yet such a small place. There's so much to see. I love traveling. it's a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world, despite the fact that we are destroying it inch by inch. It is a beautiful world. Very beautiful. I'm looking for the day we'll have a meeting in East Africa. Oh, Darling. And we take you to jazz them out. You know, just go jazz them out and talk to them. Say yes. to them, I know, I know you will come when I tell you let's go. Because oh, I would the world love is your that. oyster. Yes. And I want to take my children to, I mean, I want to take them to Nigeria first and foremost to see mm-hmm. where my roots are and where, yeah. you know, part of part a part of what makes them who they are. But mm-hmm. I want I want to sort of travel around Africa as well, because I haven't done much traveling around Africa. That's the there's one. a lot to see. There's a lot to see. Yeah. When, when you was come the last from time Nigeria, you nature, I, when was I last there? 2018. Okay. We were to go in 2020. We we had, since we came to Canada, we've been going every two years, every okay. two years. So we go, yes. but 2020 happened the way it happened. So, so we were planning to go this year. Still, it's wishy-washy. We'll wait and see. As soon as we've been, we are given the green card, and not many stories going around about COVID cross infection, and I don't know which, how many waves we'll have before the storm ends. Oh, oh. we're in the fourth wave in in Edmonton already. Oh my gosh! Let it be. I just get who said we let it be. Was it uh, what was his name? The the Beatles. Uh, what's his name? John. John. No. Um, John Lennon. Yes, Lennon, there we go. It's John Lennon. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. There will be an answer, let it be. That's all I'll say. There will be an answer someday. (laughs) I hope to God there will be an answer someday because it's it's baffling. It's baffling. It's baffling. And you can't make anyone do anything, especially if it's not your child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, you can imagine. At least my kids are still at that age where I still talk to them and they listen. Yeah. I don't know how parents feel Mm -hmm. when their own children won't get vaccinated and they visit them. Like you are in your 70s, in your 80s, and you're a high-risk person, and your son goes parties all night, mm-hmm. comes to visit you in the morning, smelling of beer and alcohol and all that, stinking of sweat, and mm-hmm. he can't tell you who he danced with or where he spent the late part of the night. That is very scary. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody has the calling to live out loud, Loretta, so we'll continue with our journey. <laughs> Back to you. You see, the thing is, I do believe we all have the calling to live out loud. It's whether or yeah. not we pick up that. Some people uh, have their problem. earmuffs on. Yes. They're like, I can't hear you. What are you yes. saying? That's right. That's right. I so agree. decided not to listen and you can't do much about it. Sometimes they they enrolled in the school of hard knocks. Mm, mm, mm. And without a knock, they're not moving. So... <laughs> They're going to get a knock right on the head. A hard one. <laughs> exactly. Conk right on the head. A knock on the head. And so let's wait for them to get the knocks and we'll wait for them on the other side as we watch. It's all right. Yeah. So back to you. On parenting. Yeah. You juggle all these things. I think you have seven or eight balls or or what do we call them? Those <laughs> batons you're juggling. Yeah. How do you create time? I know your mom had time for everyone, but she was not a singer, an actress. She was not doing business like you are. She's not into all these lessons that you're learning every day. She's, she didn't enroll into Zumba and doing food processing and all that. How do you create time for your children? And I'm now coaching as well. I'm actually coaching people as well. I know. But you know what? I do believe the congratulations by the way on that thank you thank you I believe that old adage like when you're doing what you love it's not work right true that now this to me is whether it's because I'm a Libra and Libra you know is the scales right the sign for Libra I am all about scheduling I literally need a schedule so either it's, mm. it's, I, and I have all the forms of course I have my phone the app and my phone yes to and do. I have I have two paper calendars where I schedule as well. Every wow. single thing 
needs to be scheduled so that nothing gets left behind. So that includes time with my husband. So for instance, we have Tuesday nights. That is our date night. Now that means generally, it doesn't mean we're not generally going out anywhere, but it just means that he's home early. He gets to hang out with the children. We get to hang out together, maybe watch a movie or watch something crazy on TV, eat Uh some delicious takeout or delivery food. Yeah. Uh, you know, go, go to bed, have some fun, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's um, crucial. I'm, a, I'm an evangelist. Nice. So you tell me that oh, yeah. you schedule everything. I schedule everything. I'm a planner anyway. So I will literally, I'm the one who will be like, okay, sweetie, you know, to my friends, whatever, let's have a girl's night or let's go to, to, to I don't know, to see a Broadway show or whatever, uh, like three months in advance. Let's schedule that particular day. Put it, let's put it in the calendar now. But I'm oh. I'm all about scheduling everything. And they have to, you know, the, the, the calendar has to be, it's all different colors. So this is my, this is my schedule for today. I don't know if you can see, hold on. No, the, the back screen is. Uh, oh, boo, that's annoying. Okay, that's it happens. In front of my face, right? Oh. Yeah, it's not clear. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Like, Color, it's all color coded for every single thing wow. that I need to do for every single, almost every hour of each day. You know, wow. and I don't, I don't get to complete every single thing each day. Mm-hmm. So some things, some things get a green tick, you know, a green check. Other things get moved down. Other things get moved to another day. But at least when you're looking at it, you get up. Once you, first of all, you wake up. You kind of, you know, thank the universe for for making for it another possible. chance. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then and then I kind of get into my morning routine. Then I check out, okay, once my children are off to school, now that we're back at school, right, what is on the schedule for the day? And I make sure I give myself enough sort of um, advanced notice, enough uh, 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 alert. So I know exactly what's coming, when it's supposed to be coming and what I'm supposed to be doing. Because otherwise you you spend the day maybe playing around nothing thing. And then you'd be like, oh, my gosh. I only got one thing done today. Oh, and I had 20 <laughs> on my list. No. Yeah. You, you have a day that passes without you checking a, a green box. That's not good. Yeah, right. And then, but then you also have to schedule rest time. So generally, yes. if I don't have, if I don't have a gig on a Sunday, then mm-hmm. it's, it's a day for, I don't need to check the calendar for anything. I am home with my family. Now my daughter started playing, you know, sports. So she's doing softball. Oh, nice. I will take her, take her to practice or whatever. And then get some junk food, come home, eat that. Cheat cheat on on some food there. Oh, totally. Totally. I I love that. It's it's good, <laughs> good for your equilibrium, you know. It's good for you to just kind of switch off and not have mm-hmm. to be like constantly like this, you know. How yeah. different are your kids, by the way, when you're bringing them up? Oh my gosh. So I have a boy and a girl. The, uh-huh. the girl, the girl is older and she she looks more like me or like my mother. I really think that she is a reincarnation of my mother. She I try not to I try not to say it very often, like sort of especially within her. <laughs> but but her you out. can see it, you can see it. I see it. I saw it the minute, the minute, the minute she was like around around a year and a half, two things like her hands would be like my mother's. I, used to, I started taking pictures of her face and making them sort of black and white because I'm like, and then comparing the pictures of my mother and oh, her. Wow. This is the same person. But anyway, so she is, she looks very much like my mother, but she behaves very wow. much like my husband. Oh. Whereas my <laughs> husband, my, my son looks very much like his daddy, but he behaves more like me. <laughs> nice, nice balance. You're all about balances in your life. Yeah. Get something from everywhere. That's it. Same with the people that I have, you know, as my friends or, you know, your family that you choose. It's about the, the you know, taking the, the good things that you can learn from, even like with my husband, learning what I can from him. You know, the, he balances me out in a way because yeah. I'm, I'm Libra. He's Aries. So he's the complete opposite. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, we've got to learn from each other. So there are many things that the people that you choose to have in your life, there are many things that they can teach you. And there are many things that you can learn. And there are many things that you can teach as well. So I do love that. That is part of how I grow and how I balance and schedule my life and live out loud and all of that. Wow. Yeah. I I'm so glad your family is so fulfilled. You you have learned the perfect way, and you know it's not common to find uh someone who went came from a broken home, who mm. has had so much uh cha- seen so much challenge and strife in their life, 
come and strike such a good balance in theirs. I think God has blessed you by that one gift of having a big heart like your mom did. And above that, the art and skill of balancing things. Yeah, that's it's, wonderful. That's what, and keep it that way. Don't don't lose that balance. I'll give you. I'll be. I'll be a watchman. I'll be watchman of the Libra. Loretta. I need it. I need it. You know, because it's like I want to. I want to make sure that I achieve things during the day. And it's not about achieving, just getting things done. I need to get things done and mm. to get things done. I can get carried away. Like, you know, I can sit and chat with someone for a hundred hours sitting on the couch. <laughs> the reason I don't schedule friends to just drop over so that I can sit and chat for a hundred hours. What am I going to achieve by that? I need to have wow. those things as well, but there are things to do. There are things I'm trying to do, especially now that my children are in full-time school. Yeah. We, you know, hopefully if we're, if we're lucky enough and God blesses us, We've got another 40 or 50 years to live. What am I yeah. going to do with that time? You know? Maybe even more. You never know. You might yeah. be the, you, it's all about the attitude of living every day to the fullest, like you say. The length, it's up to God. But yes. the intensity is up to you. Mm, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yes. Now, tell us about the thing behind your head. What's that we're saying? What's ginger? Thing. Yeah. This- Yes. yes, that one. <laughs> well, you, in US, you're selling British March. Hey. Yes. I know. <laughs> I know, right? So, so it's interesting because you know be, the Brits, we are known for being tea drinkers, mm-hmm. and I literally, I do not drink coffee. I'm not a coffee. I've never have been a coffee drinker. It makes me <laughs> tea. However, what about your husband? <laughs> he's a big coffee drinker. He loves. Oh boy. Yeah, mm. not really about the tea at all. So <laughs> it's 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 great because you know he's American. So at least you I'm... get to have your tea. <laughs> that's the thing, and I've got so many boxes of different types of tea that I, right. you know, that I drink throughout my day. But it was interesting because while I was pregnant with my daughter, my oldest, you know, the, the thing we all of us mothers, many of us mothers, a lot of women that I spoke to in my own experience, the nausea or the. Don't tell me about that. I was the worst of them. Oh, you see, (laughs) what did you do though? How did you, what, what did you do to be able to endure it or overcome it? Ginger biscuits. That's what I can get. Really? We have very strong ginger biscuits. What are they called? They're actually made from in a British. uh, Yeah, McVitie's. Are they McVitie's? Yeah, we have McVitie's, yes. And we had another one called House of Manji, which was an Indian who took the recipe from the British gingerbread. Yes. The small, crunchy, yes. uh, very gingery. You eat it and the ginger sticks in your mouth for another one hour or so. Yes. So I used to have those in my bag. Mm. Anytime I smell anything, anything including onions, eggs, mm. Milk, fresh milk, a smell of fresh milk was making me so nauseous. So I just reached to my purse, take a ginger cookie and just start nibbling, nibbling. Well, it costed me a tooth, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, no! Because yeah, they were hard, right? They're hard to bite. They were out. hard and, you know, they stick in between the teeth. Yeah. So I have very spaced up teeth. So it oh. I was like, whatever, that oh. helped. So again, I also used to take ginger, ginger itself. You need, yes. of course, it's too bitter. But yeah. even in Africa, you're told the more potent it is, you'll feel it in the bitterness. Yes. Yeah. So they give you this ginger root and mm. they tell you just bite into it a little bit. You bite into it and you feel it at the back of your head. It's so yes. strong. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, ow. And they're like, yeah, now you can't vomit again. You are not going to the bathroom again. And I kept on. And unfortunately for me with my firstborn, they said it will only be the first trimester. No, all the way to the end, up yeah. to the labor ward. <laughs> I'm on yeah. the labor ward and the nurses had a fun. Let me not talk about this story, but um, I'm in pain and I'm feeling like throwing up. Oh. And the nurses are like, I, what's going on with you? You shouldn't be feeling like throwing up because they give me the enema thing. Okay. And it kept... I kept feeling it coming back up and I'm like, I have to throw up. And they're like, you're in labor, you can't throw up. And I'm like, you don't know me. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Give me a bucket, hurry. Bucket quickly. And it's true. After the last day, so I said the next one, I'm like, I hope it's not like that. It wasn't as bad. But boy, ginger helped because 
If it wasn't for Ginger, I'd be walking with a bucket everywhere I went. That's it. Now, you see, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, the the when they say the first trimester, right, the, the more oh, yeah. you say, supposed to last for the first trimester. And also, yeah. for many women, it's not just the first trimester. It's all throughout. And for mm-hmm. lots of us also, it's not just in the morning, even though it's called morning sickness. It's for a lot every of us, time. It's not day, all throughout the day, right? Yeah. So, for my firstborn, I was I started sipping because I didn't have my mother around to ask for advice. Aww. And I didn't also know anyone else that had a baby. All my friends were all still, you know, living young, out. Young, young and hippie. Doing exactly young, <laughs> having fun, doing their doing their thing, getting on with their careers, you know. Yeah. I was like, I was the only one that I knew that had a baby or was having a baby. So I used to, I knew that ginger, ginger ale, I used to like drink. Oh, I love ale. it. I still do love it. I love it as well. So yeah. I used to sip on that. I didn't like having all the bubbles and everything. And I know it's caffeine free. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't enjoy having to sip on that all the time, having to open a can. So, but mm. that's the thing that helped me. My doctor did recommend the ginger candy, but I was like, it's too sweet. I feel like there's mm. either a lot of sugar in it or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, you know. So when it came to my 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 son. I was like, okay, let me try and get some ginger tea bags and see if I can make tea. I got the ginger tea bags, even putting four tea bags in one pot, it still was not strong enough. And I was oh, like, oh boy, I don't want to drink the soda. You know what? And I think it was might have been my husband that suggested it. Why don't you try making your own tea? I was like, you know what? I will. Went to the grocery store. He or he did, got me some ginger root, sliced it up, put it in a pot, started boiling it. And boiled it for a while and then tried that, added some honey to sweeten. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think this is it. I think this is going to do the job. Eureka! <laughs> what helped me, it's what helped me throughout my whole pregnancy. And I knew I could, and because I knew what was in it. So I yeah. knew there was added sugar, no added yeah. reserve or whatever. Yeah. I was very comfortable drinking it. Because even my doctor even um, suggested she was going to prescribe me the anti-nausea pills. I mm. said, no, no, I'm not taking anything while I'm while I'm growing a human in my body. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be doing so I'm just going to endure it or find other ways. So making the ginger tea is what helped me so much. And then I started um, sort of reading up on it and figuring out, oh, actually, there are a lot of other health benefits to ginger, uh-huh. which is amazing. So when friends, I think I can't remember who my first friend was that got, you know, she got the flu. And I was like, let me make a batch of my tea for you. It's fantastic. Tastes really uh-huh. good. I made a batch for her. She was like, like days later, came back and brought me the container. Thank you so much for making this tea. I was like, great. And because I loved the flavor of it so much, I just continued making it even after my, ch- my, my son was born. And as the years have gone by, I've kind of adapted the ingredients and kind of added a few other things. So it literally has four ingredients and the flavor for me beats any other ginger tea that I've yes. tried over the years. And it dawned on me this this uh i think it was end of december beginning of this year mm-hmm. my sister my sister said to me laurie because she calls me laurie she said laurie mm-hmm. why aren't you selling this i was like you know what you're right let me try because i always give batches away to friends that i had that yeah flu and it dawned on me around that time i actually have not had the cold or flu since i've been making this tea and drinking this tea yeah. So there must be something to this. So then I started reading about all the other ingredients that I have in it. And I'm wow. like, okay, this is just some big potion. This thing is actually magical. <laughs> You're becoming a druid. Seriously, right? <laughs> Seriously. So that is what made me think, you know what? Um, even though I've never, you know, I haven't really up until now considered myself an entrepreneur. I've never tried to make anything and sell it myself. I'm going to do this. Let me see if I can get any traction here. So I reached out to all my friends that I had been giving it to. And then just people in my community now that we moved to a new community, reached out to them on Facebook. Anyone interested in trying? They were like, yeah, I'll try, I'll try. So I dropped free bottles to everyone that wanted to try it. And they were like, yeah, some people were like, oh, ginger. Oh, it's very Hot. strong. <laughs> it's, it's it's a spicy drink. It's a very spicy. Yeah, for the non-spicy lovers, they won't like it. But you can acquire the taste. It can be acquired. Absolutely. It's not like chili that burns all the way to the tummy. It doesn't burn you on the exit. It doesn't, you know, I'm like, chili chili burns in and out. (laughs) That's amazing. Helen, you are hilarious. Um, But it's the truth. But this one is just up to here. And I think for me, this is me. 
yeah. the burning on the throat yeah. for me it's it's hard but it's also soothing it's like when you take those sore sore throat tablets they yeah. burn they're they're not that sweet but you still take them and again you still you know the benefits some of them even have ginger yes of so, course ginger has a lot of health benefits and it's yeah, incredible some of those sore throat menthols and whatever's have ginger in them yeah so i'm like you were burning with your saw with those tablets and they have sugar in them why don't you take something pure yes Thank you. And I do, I do recommend, I do recommend to people, listen, and I actually now have it on the labels of the bottle. Yeah. You can, you can dilute it if you want a, a milder flavor. Yeah. Um, and then, and then for, a, I discovered the, the latte version of my drink oh. when we quarantine hit. And I was like, oh my God, because every week, every week I would go once a week to, to the famous coffee, coffee place here in, in America called yeah. um, Starbucks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's here too. To get my chai latte like I used to love once a week I would do the treat because also it's you know it's full of sugars as well so I would mm-hmm. only have one Lots week of sugar it's loaded that's it so when quarantine hit I was like oh my gosh where am I gonna get how am I gonna my latte what am I what am I gonna do <laughs> it was like on a Sunday morning and no one else was awake here and I had my ginger tea in the in the fridge I was like mm-hmm. you know what let me just try adding some milk in it. And I normally drink um, almond milk because I try not to have too much um, mm-hmm. cow product or whatever because yeah. of mucus. So yeah. I was like, let me try some almond milk in this. And I, I, I normally would get my uh, chai latte from Starbucks with almond milk. I was like, okay, let me try it. I tried it. I was like, <gasps> this is it. I'm never going to Starbucks again. This is it. I swear. I just, I sat there. I, I literally cuddled that drink. I couldn't believe how good it flavor. was. The flavor was phenomenal. I and this was in so this was probably ooh, January of two or maybe like no maybe like March or April of, of 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since then, up until now, I have been to Starbucks three times. Wow! I, I believe the house in a rush, and I wanted to some tea, and I'm oh okay, let me go and get the the chai. But other than that. Every Sunday morning or like Monday morning or something, if it's a long weekend of gigs, mm-hmm. I make myself my, my ginger chai or ginger latte. I, I'm calling it ginger yeah, latte. Ginger latte, yeah. yeah. So I'm recommending different spices, yeah. Exactly. So I'm recommending on the bottle as well. If you want to try a latte, just warm it up in a meal in a in a microwavable cup and then mm-hmm. add some milk and see what you see what you what you see think. for yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I love it. Love it. That I will have to try. I will have to try because I love, I'm not a latte person, but I like milk in my tea. So I can imagine the taste. I must keep, if I took it from the bottle conk, I'm sure I'll love the latte. I'm sure I will. Oh boy. So how do listeners and viewers get it? Well, I am now getting my website up and running. They can find it. And all things uh, Loretta's British Ginger Tea, because I'm getting some other products there as well. Yes. Uh, you can find it on my website, which is www. Obviously, none of us say that anymore. I'll it's... give you the link. I'll give you the, yeah. you, I'll give them the link on uh you send me the link. I'll put it on the on the notes. Fantastic. Good. So it's very simple. Healthatthehelm.com. Helpatthehelm.com. I'm writing it down. Helpatthehelm. That's a nice name. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because it's like, because everything, you know, what, what, the and the health part, it's mental health as well as physical health, right? So everything that I'm about, everything that, and that's, that means balancing. That means I could be talking about a fantastic, um, you know, fantastic Merlot that I've tried, which is fantastic. Yeah. You, you're supposed to do like one glass of, or nine ounces or whatever of. Yeah, of nine ounces. Every day, if you can, I make sure to adhere to that. <laughs> Nine ounces of red wine every day. I'm like, yeah, it's a. I'm gonna have Amen to, do to that. that. I have to do that all for my health. <laughs> not for not for the alcohol, for my health. Oh, no, never. <laughs> so. <laughs> But um, but yeah, but everything, everything that I'm about, this is what I'm encapsulating in. I mean, I'm going to be starting to add more and more things on the website. So currently, you, know, you can buy the tea from there. You can buy the tea directly from me. I am going to be launching at the farmers market and Ooh. going into two stores in my in local stores and hopefully stores nationwide soon after that. So 
It's it's a lot which of work. Which farmers market? Which farmers market? So that people in your locality who might see oh, this yeah, YouTube oh. know where to get you. Okay, so it's the Babylon farmers market. Babylon, oh, right? Babylon farmers market. Not Babylon Israel listeners and viewers. Babylon oh. New Not York. That Not that one. <laughs> So, listeners, if you're in New York or thereabouts, make sure you check out Babylon Farmer's Market. You'll find this beautiful, energetic lady selling her ginger tea. And I can assure you, I've tasted it. I know I'll tag it somewhere on my Facebook as I tag this podcast. I tasted it. It is fantastic. You gave the most wonderful review. I love it. I love it. I, I posted it on TikTok, on my Reels, on my Instagram page, on Facebook. It was so good. Oh, thank you. It. And I need it now. You see, I'm having a running nose. But for me, the season changes. Yeah. My, I don't, I, I don't think I've had a cold or a cough in the last two years. Okay. Okay. Good. But with this time, I've started going out and working outside, interacting with people without a mask. Mm. I've started getting the sensitive sinuses. Uh, it's not a cold. It's just that I'm sensitive to some smells. Yes, I haven't yes. picked exactly what it is. So you'll notice sometimes, like yesterday, I worked in some home, and I worked in some uh, offices. And then when I come back, I yes. have. Uh, an itchy sinus. You want to scratch it and you're like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And you're wow. like, I haven't had this in two years. Wow. <laughs> so I might we just can... be wearing my masks for this. And if I get my ginger in time, Laura. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It should be, it should be there soon. I think, let me see, when it was sent last Wednesday, I think, or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, so it should be in a oh, week. Yeah. The other one came pretty fast, so I'm sure it's on its way. Good. And yeah. I'll also reciprocate with what I should do today. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Hey guys, you've had Loretta. She is living out loud in every sense of the way as a wife, as a mother, as an actor, as a singer. She uses her talents and her gifts to bless us all. And now she has ginger tea, which is another totally different from the stage where she has been. But I can assure you, she has this knack of Whatever she touches is golden. It becomes so good. She has that touch. And this ginger tea, I tasted it. Personal opinion, it's fantastic. If you love ginger and you love tea, try this one. And let's hear what you have to say for yourself. I'm not, don't listen to me. Don't even trust on what I'm saying. Just go try it yourself. I'm sure she will be hearing from you or I will be hearing from you soon. Loretta. <laughs> it will happen. Tell us something that no one in the world knows as your hidden talent. Oh. <laughs> now, this is a section where I don't ask anything about the podcast. It's just about you as a person. <laughs> um, my hidden talent. Um, J'ai parlé le français un petit peu. Oh, mon Dieu. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? La dame là-bas parle français. Wow, that is wonderful. I didn't know that either. Honestly, I did not. I, and you have such a nice, clear accent. Good God. Oh, merci, merci. <laughs> oh, no, that one is off. I didn't know that. Secondly, another question for people to know you better so that if you are invited by someone, they'll know what you like. What is your favorite dish? Oh, I'm a Libra. There are too many to choose. This is the, it's, it's literally like I'm at the moment. I just, okay. I just started making my own hummus. And of oh, course, Lord. of course it's spicy right yeah. now. My favorite thing, like all I can think about right now is like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to come and eat my hummus. <laughs> I, love, I love too many, too many, not too many things, but like a few select things, but they're all my favorites. So sushi, mm. spicy hummus. Um, very, very well-seasoned fries. Oh. Um, Reese's, Reese's chocolates, but not Reese's pieces, not the tiny bits. It's got to be like a, like the egg or something. So it's like, like lots of the, 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 the peanut butter in it. And then a yes. chocolate. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. Arugula, <laughs> arugula salad. Oh my gosh. Spicy oh my as well. And the best leaf that you're going to, if you're going to eat salads, you want to go for arugula. It's a bit spicy, but it truly is the best of all of the leaves that you're going to eat. And I just discovered this. Oh, let me see. 
I think beginning of this year, beginning of this year. I plant like... arugula in my garden. No, do you? I do. It's just this year I got scorched by the hot weather, but I do plant arugula. I love it. And oh. I hide it. I like mine with the kale salad because yeah. kale is crunchy. Arugula is soft. Kale yeah. is flat. This is a bit spicy. The mm. bit of cherry tomatoes. I Not so much because my kids don't like this. They say the tomatoes are squishy. And sometimes I'm not enough to hide in there a very fine grated carrot with a little of my homemade seasoning. And they're like, mom, what's that kick? I'm like, it's the ginger. <laughs> <laughs> While your fingers are crossed behind your back. It's the yeah. ginger. It's the ginger. I put some ginger in the, in the, in the marinade. <laughs> oh, good. There you go. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Because they're like, once they pick it out, they're like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I'm like, no, you have to eat everything I make. Everything. Thank you. So I love arugula too. So you you like something with a kick or just unique? I love everything with a kick or a crunch, like a like like crunchy. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like 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 nuts. Nuts. Okay. Nuts. Cashew nuts, raw cashew nuts. I can wow. All day, all day, all day. <laughs> all day. Um, yeah, it's, and then, and then beverage wise, if it's not my ginger tea, it's Verve Clicquot champagne. Elle a le goût de. Ah. She has a golden taste. <laughs> oui, c'est, c'est frais. No, c'est, c'est frais. Yes, right? Oui, c'est vrai, c'est vrai. <laughs> One of the last questions, not the last, but almost the last. If I was to pay for you a ticket to anywhere in the world for you to spend a month, where would you go? Uh, can I go with my family and friends or do I have to go by myself? Hey, spoil yourself. Just myself? No, with even your family and friends. Go with the gang, so long as they keep your head up. Um, I think the Bahamas. The, I think the Bahamas is in my very, very, very near future why bahamas well <laughs> first of all i read um or oh, i'd listened to the lenny kravitz um autobiography mm. and i know that he was somewhere that he felt a real connection to and i've always loved whenever i'd seen the commercials for bahamas it just looks like it's very i've been to a few island places but to me it just looked like it was very unaffected and just very free and just very charming and still very um very much indigenous, you know what I mean, to the people, to the Bahamian. Attractive, very attractive while nonchalant. It doesn't care about what's happening to the rest of the world. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm a big fan of Lenny Kravitz. So to know that he bought, oh. I, I was like, oh, good taste. And then recently someone um, inquired about booking us to go to Bahamas to go and sing. I was like, mm-hmm. I think the Bahamas is in my future. I'm supposed to be there this year. Someone so, upstairs yeah. is looking out for you. Universe, universe, can you see me? Can you hear Mom, me? God, your whole crew upstairs is looking out for you. Yes, yes. So that is where I would love to take all the people that I would want to spend a whole month with. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Lord. Closing remarks. Hmm. What would you tell someone who is trying to live life carefully? Well, it's my other tattoo, which says, face the fear, but do it anyway. Okay, you heard that. Face the fear, but do it anyway. Amen. Do I need to add any more than that? I think you just punched it so hard I have a knockout now. (laughs) Mental knockout. Boom. Yes. Yes. Listeners and viewers, that was the Loretta Nkocha, a lady of many helmets, many hats, many personalities, many <laughs> talents, and still living out loud. I hope you learned something, you enjoyed something, and you will take something with you from this podcast. Thank you, Loretta, for being with us. Thank you, Helen. One of the, my favorite female names with my sister, <laughs> the best friend, remember? Yes, no. I remember. Yes. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you so much. God Wonderful. bless you. And continue living out loud. I will, I'm so glad I met you and that the universe made it happen. I am just so grateful for you. Amen. Thank you, darling. Thank, Thank you. you. So let's stay in touch forever and ever and ever. And that is all we had for today. 
I'm glad that you learned something, you grew, you enjoyed, and I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share so that your friends can also learn a thing or two from the platform. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Helen Juma, or at Guru Helen on Instagram, Facebook. This podcast was sponsored by Popstar. Get yourself a copy on www.guruhelen.com. And until next week, where we shall invite another guest, learn, grow, and love some more. This is Helen signing out. Peace and love to y'all.